the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Disciples Pathway Ministries. Welcome to Disciples Pathway Ministries, a mobile ministry with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Disciples Pathway Ministry is a mobile ministry advancing the kingdom of God so that no one is left behind when Jesus Christ, our King of Kings, returns for his great church. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Mama's on the run today, so you're in the booth with Minister Dion Lilly here. And I just wanted to come in and just talk to you guys about some things that God laid on my heart this past week. And he encouraged me, and I'm going to also encourage you to think about your strongest, most intimate relationship. Maybe a parent or a guardian, your spouse, a significant other, a sibling, a friendship, a business partnership. Maybe it's somebody who's no longer here or a relationship that should have been. My greatest hope is that it would be or will become the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now think about your strongest temptation. It can be a person, place, a thing that you continuously return to, all for you to turn up empty again, an addiction, maybe the tendency to give up or to give in. Yet all these temptations come from the tempter himself who will never announce his coming. One final question in regards to this relation and temptation. Does your temptation and relation stand with each other or against each other? Hold on to that answer. Let us pray. Father God, as we come into this time and to this moment with this life that you've given us this beautiful day, may our eyes be open, our ears open, and our hearts receptive to the word that you have given us this day. Let it edify the listeners. Let it edify the body. Let it add on to us, O oh Father God, and remove from us anything that does not look like you. Lord, how we just love you and we thank you. And this is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Yes, yes, yes. So before we talk about relation and temptation, let's talk about religion. Because we all know as born-again believers, that we're called into a relationship. If you're still calling the relationship with Christ a religion or the religion of Christianity, then let me reinforce to you just what this is that we entered unto when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The difference between religion and relationship, because of the misunderstanding of the two, those who walk in Christ tend to stumble and those who are walking toward him are diverted. I want you to write this down. Religion prepares man to leave earth. Religion prepares man to leave earth. Going to heaven does not fulfill God's will. It is in his will that you have eternal life, but it does not fulfill it. Religion is only mentioned five times in the Bible, according to the KJV version. I want you to turn to James chapter one and keep yourself there. We're going to read here. 
in 20, uh, James chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, where it's mentioned three of the five times. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Verse 27, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Now, it talks about bridling the tongue. And we all had a time in life where we wish we could take something back. Something was said to somebody where we hurt somebody with our words. For we know that the power of life and death is in the tongue. And words tend to have a lasting and profound impact on the person who the words are projected towards. Or even if you've been caught up in local Houston traffic at rush hour, I'm talking about pre-COVID. It's a little bit more pleasant now, but pre-COVID, you probably have some choice words for the person that cut you off. So right then and there, the religion that we so-called keep just by our choice of words or in a moment of haste and anger disqualifies us from from even being before God with such with such language and, and with our mouths. It says here in 27 Appearing under five religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. Why orphans and widows? Because they are fatherless. The orphans and children are uncovered by a father and a widow. Typically thinking about a woman here is uncovered by a husband. But then it says to keep oneself unspotted from the world. That is impractical, impossible, and improbable. And anybody who's real with themselves and with one another will tell you that every man has fallen short of the grace of God and will fall short. So write this, family, relationship, a relationship to the Father through the Savior equips man, equips him with what? The keys to the, of the kingdom to rule earth. Jesus came to bring a kingdom. Jesus didn't come preaching about Jesus. He didn't come preaching about himself. He came to bring back what was lost, to give us a key. What do keys do? Give us access to that which is on the other side. But family, the kingdom cannot be accessed by everyone, yet it's accessible to everyone. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field and is only going to come to the seeker. So if you're not pursuing the things of God, if you're not digging into the things of the Lord and developing and cultivating this relationship, then that which was originally intended for you to have will be just sitting in heaven awaiting, awaiting for you to come and get it. And the blessings of God will be voided in your life when he desires for us and has purposed us and designed us to live a blessed life. Religion is the enemy's favorite weapon. It deceives man into pursuing God with their mind rather than their heart. Look at the examples in the Bible of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious leaders of the day. Those who believe they are the closest to God are the furthest from him. Satan wants us to believe that we fell from heaven. And with that mind, we will strive to try to get back to heaven, usually with words and deeds, just as we read in James Chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. 
We got to remember who Satan was. Satan himself, he, he was Lucifer. He was the number one angel in command, the angel of praise, the angel of entertainment, yet he was the furthest from God. What happened then? He was cast out as Jesus witnessed that I seen him fall like lightning. See, Satan fell. We as man, we just lost. We lost the kingdom and the dominion that we were originally intended to have. And Jesus has come to restore that which belonged to us here on earth, given of God. But Satan fell from heaven. Satan was dwelling with him in life and fell from it and cast out into eternal darkness and damnation. Write this, family. Religion breeds self-sufficiency. Psalms 34.10. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want for any good thing. If you didn't know, family, young lions in the Bible represent self-sufficiency. One who is prideful, one who is arrogant, one who is the master of his own. This is a trick of the enemy because where there is no need, Jesus is a no-show. But when there is a need, there Jesus will go. So why are we called into this relationship with God? And furthermore, how do you, me, us, and we even relate? Or how can we even relate to such a higher and holy God given our sinful human nature? Let's look at the word relate. Write the word relate down. R-E-L-A-T-E. I want you to underline the A-T-E. That is a root that has Greek origins. The original Greek origin is spelled A-T-A. This means to resemble the specific characteristics of a person, place, or thing. The prefix re means again and again or over and over. And when you add on the suffix of ship, that means state of being or condition of. So why does God cause us into relationship? Because he wants us to resemble his specific characteristics over and over and over again. Read over in Genesis. Let us make man in our image. If you ever want to know where man was meant to be or what he was meant to look like, look at where God placed him and look at how God made him over in the book of Genesis. Again, James chapter 1 verse 18 here. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of his first fruits of his creatures, that we might be a kind, K-I-N-D, underline K-I-N, kin. Down here in the south or in the country, we say kinfolk. <laughs> but that word is derived from the word kindred, which means family or of relationship to. This is not a call to religion, people. This is the call to relationship. This is why we refer to him as our heavenly father. That's why he has given us his name as men, fathers. Abba, go back into our last message about the father and, and Abba and the significance of that calling. Jesus says over in John fourteen sixteen, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one can come to the father except through me. Well, on the outside, this can seem like a very arrogant statement because that's why the Sadducees and the Pharisees wanted to have, have him killed and want to do away with him. Because how can you 
being Jesse's boy, a carpenter, say that I'm the son of God. But let us have, I will call, a holy curiosity as to why did he say this? In order to bring us back into a relationship with Father God, he had to first relate to us. So he came down as man to the well on earth like us, made himself of no reputation to noticeably show how man had been devalued. And he who knew no sin became sin. If there were no sin, he would have no need to come. If sin's price was not death, he would not have died. And a debt can only be paid by the same amount or something equal to its value. And the word says the wages of sin is death. Religious actions and altar sacrifices could not do it. Why? Because the value of yourself was himself. Do not let the world determine your worth by where you came from or your socioeconomic status or the level of education or any other means of cultural standards. But he predetermined that you are worth his blood. And now we can boldly say that he is my father and I am his own son or daughter. Right there, you should praise the Lord and give him a hallelujah and a shout right where you're at. Why do we praise him? Why is there a need to praise him? How can we praise him? Do you know how to praise him? Why do we praise? Because we are made to praise. Think about your favorite athlete or your favorite musician. Why do we praise him? Because of their ability to perform. Their ability to perform. We know the songs. We show up to the, to the fields and to the courts to watch them perform. The word says, God says, that as the rain and snow come from heaven unto earth, so does my word to do what I've sent it to do, to perform that which I sent it to do, and will not return to me void, but prosper in that which I sent it. We got to press on, family. We got to press on. See, I can stay on that, but we have to press on. Temptation, temptation. In the study of the word relationship, I stumbled upon the word temptation, and my source told me that these are associated terms. Temptation has meaning synonymous to try, trials or testing. Let me take you to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we do not ha have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Okay. Let us recount Jesus' temptations and how he was tempted by the tempter. Back in Luke uh, chapter 4, verse 13, the spirit was in Christ and led him into the wilderness for 40 days and for 40 nights. He was tested by the enemy. The Bible doesn't say specifically what had happened, but we know that he was tempted, tried and tested by the enemy. But it does notate or put down his final three temptations. The first temptation was the turning of stones into bread just to satisfy his hunger. The second temptation was to the ruling over the kingdoms to satisfy power. The third temptation was for him to cast himself off the mountain because when the enemy has done all he can do, his last dish effort is death. Kill yourself. <laughs> but Jesus responded with scripture. Jesus first knows what he is. I am the bread of life. And man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. He knew what he what he is, the bread of life. Jesus know why he is. That the kingdom of heaven may come forth. 
the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. Why are you showing me this? My daddy already owns it. Thirdly, Jesus know who he is. Just as I read, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He came back by saying, you shall not tempt the Lord thy God. James 13 says here, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Well, some of y'all tell me, Dion, Minister Dion, that's, that's Jesus. I mean, I, I, that's Jesus. Uh, so it just seems a little bit impractical, improbable, or impossible for me. Well, let's read, continuing that reading with verse 14 and 15. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So if God is not responsible for me being tempted, then why would he allow it if he's not the cause? Keep in mind, family. Keep in mind that undergoing these trials was not in God's will for man. Let's go back to Genesis after God had flung the sun to burn in space, after he had hung the stars and the moon, after he had uh, established the firmness, assigned the sea to his boundaries, after he had brought forth vegetation for food and put the animals in, in their place and the, cre- and the creatures in their place and the birds in the skies and the fish and the aquatic life in the seas to navigate. Then he put man here on the earth. He brought forth Adam and breathed into his nostrils and gave him life. And so Adam and God walked and talked with each other in the learning how to till the land. And God taught him and molded him on how to take dominion over that which, I, that which is now before you. Then he laid him down and the last of his creation was, oh, beautiful Eve. And the woman he pulled out of him. And that was it. That was it. That was the last of God's creation. So there was no testing or no need for trial because man already dwelt within the goodness and the richness of God. But God is faithful who promise only he can take what is evil and turn it out for the good of those who love him. That's why James chapter one, verse two says here, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Again, he says in verse 12, blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Yes, family. Temptation. Has his vice like grip. It can take us and navigate us in ways where we're not designed to be in ways that we don't want to go. But if you will overcome. If you will call upon him. If you would draw closer to him, he said, I'll draw closer to you. And he said, out of every temptation, in every temptation, I, and out of every temptation, I provided a way of escape that you should be able to bear it. We have need of endurance, family. So to answer the question at the top, does your strongest temptation stand with or against your most intimate relationship? If your temptation and your relationship oppose each other, this means you're facing the enemy. And in due season, you shall receive the reward if you do not faint. For he who faints in a time of adversity is of little strength, says the Bible. 
in athletics, there's no there's not a champion crown or a reward given unless there is an opposition. There is something at the end of the road, fam. There is something on the other side of this battle. There is something on the other side that God wants you to have, but he's trying to make you ready and prepare you with these things. If your temptation and relationship coincide with one another, then you then you coincide with the tempter himself. A wise pastor once said, uh, Pastor Adrian Rogers, he said, well, if you're not facing the devil, then you and him are facing in the same direction, friendly. So if you do not align yourself and turn yourself to face him, then, friend, you make yourself an enemy of God. We must be careful of that. And if you do not know if your temptation and your relationship coincide, then you need to reprioritize what is at the center of your affection because you, you risk being swept away by anything or anyone who can appear to be the fulfillment of that void within yourself. But everyone under the sound of my voice, we need to all work on Jesus being that most intimate relationship. By this, we'll be able to stand against the enemy who comes up against us. And let me leave you with a final word. How do I go after that relationship with the Father? How do I come into a relationship with Christ and Jesus and make this, this man that was talked about for ancient years and this word that is ancient real to me this day? What the Bible says, grow in the grace. The grace, the grace, the grace. Grace cancels out religion because it is God's giving of his goodness in which we did not earn, can never repay, and are not deserving of. Grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Knowledge, knowledge, the root of knowledge is know. Know our Lord. You do this by developing what we talked about, a holy curiosity. Jesus himself welcomed questions. This was, many, this was one of the many privileges of the disciples. But first, family, you must receive salvation. There's somebody out there, some young man, some young woman, who's heard about these things, who's heard Jesus in passing, who's has a holy curiosity, who has been walking in different ways and pulled in different directions and tried other things all to end back up at square one who didn't have a father, or didn't have a mother, or anybody who cared or never told that their dreams and their aspiration and their hopes matter, never told that you have gifts and talents and, and, and are loaded down with things that God desires to bring up out of you. I'm telling you today that if you will receive of salvation and come into these things, and step into what God has for you. Though it may look rough, and that don't mean that the trials of life and the cares of life and the troubles of life will subside, but that means that it is an other side to those things. Please today receive of salvation, and if you are ready to receive of that salvation, please repeat after me. Lord, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe you hung, bled, and died in my place. You, the Son of God, then rose and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. 
Lord Jesus, you are welcomed in this place of my heart. May your spirit never depart. Receive me as I've received you this day. In your holy name, we pray. Amen. And if you have prayed that prayer, family, we here at Disciple Pathway Ministries believe that you have just received salvation. Welcome to the family. Put yourself around the things of God. Submerge, surround, and saturate yourself in the things of God. Turn to him in prayer. Turn to his word. Download the Bible app. Turn on the radios. Tune in to listen. Open your ears. We are Disciple Pathway Ministries. For booking and requests, please find us on Facebook at Disciple Pathway Ministries. And for reservations, you can contact us at Robbie.Lily63 at gmail.com. Until next time, family. One voice. I speak life. Thanks for listening to Disciples Pathway Ministries with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Thanks for your prayers and for your gifts to his great work of God. For booking and requests for services, look up Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. That's Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook.